Yeah. I don't care. It's going to stay in that recording, too. People got to be ratchet when I want to talk and want to record, and they can't wait to be ratchet some other time. Anyway, this is another episode of the <laughs> Class Podcast. I'm going to try to start this episode and be very classy because my neighbors are outside being ratchet. So we are here to, with you today. Thank you for enter, letting us enter into your headphones, into your car, for another great conversation. With us today, I have my co-host as usual. I'm Chantel, his ratchet neighbor. <laughs> I'm blowing your damn horn when I'm trying to record, neighbor. You need to come outside. Just take out a phone like everybody else and call them and tell them you outside instead of laying on the horn. Stop well, you the one with your phone on Do Not Disturb. That's so 1990s, anyway. though, honking the horn. <laughs> it is. That's late. I'm a 90s baby. That's late. No. Y'all mad because I got rebuttals for all that, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> and joining us today again. You heard his voice. How y'all doing? I think I go by Jordan, but I'm gonna switch it up. I want to be Don moving forward. Call me Don. It's the, mm. la- it's the last three letters of my first name. Don't look at me like that, Shan. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Don. <laughs> Gotta switch it up. People you might be a, looking for you and stuff. You need a cigar and a glass of whiskey right now. Look, I'm working on the cigar. We'll see if the nickname sticks. <laughs> oh, okay. Hits God. that stick like grits. For this episode, at least. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So let's go ahead and hop into our main topic today. All right. So here's how this happened. I don't know, classmates, if you are like me, if you listen to TV shows or maybe just read articles and stuff and you get sick and tired of people giving bad advice. That has been my life lately. And I was like, you know what? We need to do an entire episode, Chantel, where we're giving people better advice because this is just driving me crazy. So... We have some letters that we're going to read and we're going to give our advice um, to some people in some situations. And uh, in addition to us giving our advice, we'd love to hear your advice on them too. Um, you know, you can email us at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. But here is our first one. I'm calling this one I... Nope, not this one. Let's start with I can't unsee it. So... Let me put a name to this person. Let's call them, we're going to call them Don. Oh, come on. (laughs) Oh, this is Don's story. Five years ago, I started a job that opened a window of endless opportunities for my career. I love the work, but the icing on the cake has always been my phenomenal coworkers in the work culture. We're in multiple group chats, and where coworkers and I discuss light and funny things that are non-work related, as well as the great things about work. I've played on kickball and dodgeball leagues with my coworkers, and every year I'm excited for our family work cookout. Last year, when my grandmother died unexpectedly, my supervisor allowed me to take off work beyond the bereavement period uh, without using my personal time, sick time, or vacation time. Experiences like this have made me feel like these people are more than just co-workers, but also friends and family. We have tried to keep our morale up by using all the, all the variations of Zoom, um, what's the word? Zoom features to the best of our ability during the quarantine. Um, but finally, my supervisor volunteered us to have a gathering at her house. 
She said that her big backyard would allow us to safely social distance while being able to see each other in person. For the record, I am a black man and my supervisor is a white woman. When I arrived at the house at the day of the gathering, I was shook to my core when I saw that she had a Trump pence sign in front of her house. I'm not the only person of color at my job. I would say we're probably about 60% white, 40% people of color. No one brought it up at the gathering, which isn't a surprise because I can't re recall a time that we've ever talked about politics. Am I crazy for being stuck on this and not being able to unsee this? I'm looking at my supervisor very differently now. What are y'all's thoughts? Ladies first. Um, what are they needing advice on again? I want to be clear about that. So the last question that they ask, am I crazy for being stuck on this and not being able to unsee this? I don't think they're crazy for being stuck on it. I think given the amount of, um, hmm, what's the word? What is the word? given the amount of hostility that has been seen in our country, in our culture, in our society, um, from the Trump-Pence campaign and their cabinet, I don't think that that is, um, I don't think it's far to not think of what that that sign means and what those those signs mean like you know it wasn't a confederate flag but it's almost the same thing um they they could have just had a maga hat you know or flag thrown up and it would have been the same thing i would have read it as the same thing um i think that um it is tricky when you get into politics absolutely but um i don't know how close him and his boss are he made it seem as though him and his co-workers are very close but i also have a thing about getting very close to co-workers too i'm not extremely close with all my co-workers um because i don't feel like everybody can have professional relationships and personal relationships i didn't say i didn't say anybody but i said not everybody can do that um there's a few people who you can take outside of a professional relationship and then build a personal relationship sometimes i've dated co-workers before um i've had i've made really close friends with co-workers before too when i invited them out to gatherings with my family and stuff like that but it has never been something where i would be in the the min the midst of anyone who was a trump or pence supporter though but i will say this because my mother has been, um, she's been vetting financial advisors because she's trying to retire. She's calculating her retirement right now and trying to see how much more money she needs before she can retire. And we did learn from one of her, one of the financial advisors that one of her friends uses that her financial advisor is a Trump Pence supporter. I ran across their... Twitter page, this person's Twitter page. Um, and I was like, see, this is why it's important for you to understand and know all about these people because this is going to be the person making 
like helping you to make decisions with your money. So you need to be clear on where they stand and how, um, how any of their bias might influence the decisions you're making. So um, I do think it's important for him to understand that if he wants to act on it and further, you know, question his boss about it, I don't think, I honestly don't think that would be a good idea because um, I don't think that they would have a relationship outside of like that interferes personally that would get to a place where they need to learn all that information about each other. But I mean, if it were me, I wouldn't stress it. But also, if it were me, I wouldn't have went to the cookout. So, <laughs> it sounds like that's what you get for going to that's cookouts just, with coworkers. Let's just be very clear. Like, I'm just not going. So, period. But please go on. I've said enough. <laughs> I, I definitely see the value in what Shannon's saying. Like, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you don't want a bunch of other things to get in the way of how you're ultimately supporting yourself and making income because that's really important. But I'm definitely on the other side of the spectrum as it relates to like work relationships and functions. Not to say that I feel like people should be at work crossing the line and making besties at all times, but we spend like about eight hours a day uh, during the week at work. I think it's unrealistic or, you know, potentially hazardous to yourself to be spending that much time in a place with people who you can't have decent relationships with you know we we spend so much time at work now it's not always easy because there are these situations where you work with people who have very different ideas about what friendships look like or even their ideology um so as it relates to this particular set of circumstances, I'm I'm just a little bit shocked that for the way that they consider each other family at this person's workplace, that this topic has not come up sooner <laughs> or that it came completely out of left field in the way that it did. Like there were no inclinations before that. Um, but this is kind of an important thing. Like this isn't as inconsequential as previous elections where it's just a typical conservative ideology against a liberal one. The people who are currently representing our executive branch lack morals and, you know, integrity. They, in spite of the differences in how they believe the political ideology should be, they treat people as subhuman <laughs> while saying that, you know, we're Christians and we have certain values. It's just, it runs completely counter. So I I don't see any benefit really of keeping oneself in a position, being surrounded by people with ideologies that are just so completely different and not broaching the subject at least, you know, like you got to say something. You can't be mad if I guess people never are exposed to other ideas or change their minds. If you don't say something, um, but yeah, this is just an all around uncomfortable situation. I likely would have gone to the cookout, um, but I, I wouldn't have held my tongue about the, the Trump Pence sign. I wouldn't have stayed long. Like, mm-mm. we gotta, we gotta chop it up. We gotta get to the bottom of that and find out if you really just don't give a fuck about people or what. <laughs> you're just trying to hold on to your money because you're ultra rich. But I doubt that this individual is that ultra rich that this administration is helping them like that. But you know what? The see there, no there. Bring it up. It needs to be discussed. 
This your family, so-called? You would discuss it with your 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 real family, your blood mm. family, so mm. talk about these things. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's true. You That's would discuss it with your blood family. Yeah, if you so-called their so-called family. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, wait, what do you think, Anthony? I'm like... I try to tell people that this is more than politics now. You know how we've always been taught, like, don't talk about politics. And this Which is just wrong. <laughs> a totally different, what we're in now is totally different than like the conversations before where we may have differed a little bit on, on some stuff. This is again, like you're talking about morals and beliefs and how, yeah, it's so much deeper than that right now because it's so blatant on what um, the Tangerine terrorist carries out and what he believes in his people. So, um, I always am telling people to try to do testers for conversations to see where people are at. So you don't have these moments where it's like, oh, I had this whole relationship with you and then you surprised me. And I think it also goes to, to us too, that when we don't have those conversations, it's because we're not, um, I think sometimes we're not ready to have the conversations because we're worried about what we're going to find. But if you find it like a year later, then it just makes it worse. And it's, you're in a conflicted situation like this. It's like, I wish I would have known from the beginning and then maybe I wouldn't have gotten close to you. I can't choose who my supervisor is, but maybe I wouldn't have gotten close to you. But um, I would say, what is it, is it helpful for you to continue to think about this? Like, are you just gonna be spinning your will because you can't change your supervisor? Evidently, it's not a culture where y'all discuss these things at work. So it's not gonna change, you know, the way that, a, you know, that the HR or something's going to do something about, you know what I mean? And sure. so I guess my question would be, is it something that bothers you enough that you're like, I don't want to work here or be here anymore? I'm always like, then do something about it. If not, and you feel like there's nothing that you can do about it, I would say don't use too much of your mental energy on it to just drive yourself crazy. So. Right. Solid. Uh, poor Don. I hope that you find your way with this. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. Um, two can play at that game. So, this is Melanie. Um, I was going to say Gabrielle Union. Just kidding. <laughs> or no, Vivica. That was Vivica. That's cool, that was Vivica. They were always in the same type of movies any damn way. Deliver us yeah. from Eva, all that. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, my husband and I have been married for eight years. My husband has always worked in corporate environments, so he always keeps himself well-groomed, and that's one of the traits that attracted to me, him, to me to him in the first place. We have done an excellent job of keeping up our appearances as we age. Like most of the world, my husband began working from home when stay-at-home orders were put in place. My husband uh, really embraced the stay-at-home culture. He's growing out his beard for the first time, and hasn't gotten a haircut, even though barbershops have cleared have been cleared to open with restrictions. All of these things, all of these things bother me, but the icing on the cake was when I noticed that my husband stopped manscaping. It's no <laughs> faces. I wish y'all could see the faces, yo. Okay. It's no secret. My husband knows that I expect his bush to be trimmed down there. When I asked him when he was going to Manscaped, he told me that he didn't plan to. He really wants to pursue this caveman, all-natural look for the, to the fullest extent. I, to <laughs> I, can't, you should tell. I told him that I wouldn't be going down on him until he made the necessary trimming. When my husband didn't um, respond, 
Then I took matters even further. I withheld sex for about two weeks until the big reveal when my husband took my panties off and discovered that I didn't trim down there. That sparked an immediate argument. My husband said that my actions were petty and unfair. What should I do next? I'm at a loss. (laughs) Fight fire with fire or pubes with pubes in this one. I mean, it seems that she that the 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 writer is doing that, but I mean, where do you go from here? You know, he's he's got a apparently not only caveman bush happening below the belt, but he's also got caveman ideas in his brain. I was I was with him at first until he you know flipped the script. Yeah, it's like it shouldn't be anything wrong with being natural. Like if a lady wanted to let her so her hair grow, any man who told her that she needed to do otherwise would be the devil. So <laughs> trying to keep that same energy on the other other way around, but. It seems like he, I guess, lost his hand when he blew up at her. So this is a bit of a cluster. I'm sorry. Yeah. The real kicker was it wasn't the manscaping part um, or like not even not even the manscaping part, but it wasn't the part where she was just like, you know, I don't appreciate him having this bush. But it was more so the part of like, he don't appreciate mine either. So y'all just out here, one person was supposed to bump uglies with a with a with a fresh ugly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy to me. <laughs> but um I think I do think they need a little bit more I don't know. I wonder if them shaving has more to do not even just well it seems like it's more a societal thing uh, about different expectations people are supposed to be having but also I think I wonder if it has anything to do with hygiene in particular um that would be a question I had but I'm if I felt some type of way I definitely wouldn't be um yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, well, mine about to grow in too. So what's up? Like, what we gonna? What happens? Are y'all just stuck there not having sex? Yeah, with we're gonna we gonna bump fuzzies all day. So it's fine. You know? apparently not. Like they're they're failing to have a conversation all the way through, and I don't fully understand why. Like Neither if there's something that you you started doing on your partner, and your partner isn't overly fond of it, even if you're not immediately going to change that thing, there needs to be some discussion about it. Like that. You got to talk about it. Absolutely. And he just was like, I'm embracing the cave man. Well, I'm embracing the cave woman. So we okay. all cave in here. Okay. You know how people oh. talk about getting marriages and having contracts? That should have been in the contract. That's what I would say. <laughs> yo, put that shit in the contract, yo. If, if you feel that strongly about it, like, yeah, I have a preference, but it well, don't make no difference. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, clearly she felt strong enough to withhold sex. Like, that, I don't I don't agree with that part. Like, the withholding sex. I feel like that is the, that is more stubborn. And then that, you know, means a conversation. I would have done the whole grow it back thing before I, ha- I withheld. Mostly because I just feel like hair, um, it doesn't ruin a thing for me. But that's just on me. That's just my, my thing. But also, like they have these, like they just seem like they're pretty tight with the with the razors and the whatever they're doing, the waxes and stuff. And yeah, probably clippers, probably clippers for the man. Yeah, they need to have a different conversation. I mean, honestly, for the woman too, because we get 
bumps and stuff too. I feel so. I'm at the thinking about the, you know, how people are like once you um, let this thing go, then another thing goes, and, da, 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 and she's talking about they've been married for eight years, and you know, everybody's getting older as they go. And so, if me and my partner committed to, we're gonna do our best to look at best at whatever age it is. And now you starting to be like, oh, I don't have to do this and I can be lax with this. I'm worrying because I'm like, oh, shoot. Now here, this is how this is how it happens. This is the beginning. And then the next thing I know, you looking sloppy all the time and I'm just not attracted to you. And we got a problem. <laughs> we got a problem. I can also see how that would translate. But at the same time. I could see like what Jordan was saying about having the conversation. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be that way just because like we, like if we're not having clean shaven, this, then the third, like it doesn't have to strictly be like, you're about to let yourself go and you're about to look like a crazy person. And I can't even take you out in these streets. Like there's levels to this. Like you ain't got to know what's in my drawers all the time, you know? So it really don't even got to be that. It, it It's more so like, having the conversation. It seems like they just have a lot of letting go of societal norms that they need to do. But that ain't even what the the advice was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about them bumping fuzzies. Okay. So and I love that term. So I hope everybody else loves it. <laughs> so she said, what should I do next? What's the next thing she should do? Communicate with your man. Like in the scenario that you gave Anthony, I feel like when someone's just completely letting themselves go that that means something like something has happened i feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had like what's wrong or what's what's going on in your world why why or why is things changing not necessarily like you're mad about it but what's going on that's making you feel like you want to change in such a way um but it's a little it's a little more difficult in this situation where it's just the one thing presenting right now right I mean, and does she have an eye or does she have an answer for what his rationale is for it? Not just, you know, he's going to try to caveman thing, but why? You know, what makes you want to do that? Um, how does shaving make you feel? How does growing it out make you feel? Like you should, you should be wanting to get to the bottom of all your partner's feelings and Absolutely. what these things mean. People don't just change routines for completely no reason at all. There's something there. Yeah. So should she keep on her what she is labeled is it pettiness and letting her petty go campaign? or shave it and just have the conversation no she need to give give the petty campaign up she don't necessarily have to shave but uh, conversations need to be happening mm. this is your husband of eight years which was what, what y'all doing besides talking okay bumping clearly fuzzies. it's not sex <laughs> okay you ain't bumping fuzzies so <laughs> time to chop it up yeah i i agree it's a deeper conversation that needs to be had regardless of what we say and regardless of the the fuzzies they bump so okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad no one can see us right now oh my gosh y'all missed the bump y'all missed the bump <laughs> okay anything else before we go to our last one Seek counseling anyway but i'm rooting for y'all i'm rooting for everybody black so <laughs> get it together mm -hmm. <laughs> that is true counseling wouldn't be bad in this though yeah oh. might be the sign do it early Absolutely. people should view counseling as a fun experience to you know talk about your love mm. okay so this one is a last one it's called i saw the sign so um my name is aaron i'm 35 years old 
and I've been best friends with Akil since 10th grade. It feels weird even calling him my best friend because I often call him my brother, especially since I'm an only child. Akil's parents are from Jamaica and he is first generation American. Through the years I've watched as Akil has done his best to balance his wants and needs while his parents have done their best to influence his choices, keeping in mind Caribbean traditions and values. And Americans like myself have been trying to influence his choices with US mindsets and values as well. Overall, Akil does a great job of landing where he needs to for himself. There is one area that I have noticed has always been a stressor for him, and that's around marriage. Akil's parents are always baffled why he isn't married yet. He checks off many of the so-called boxes, because I'm always being asked by my friends that are girls if they could shoot their shot at him. Akil has purchased his first, purchased his first house five years ago. Akil holds a master's degree. And when asked about marriage, Akil says that he wants it, but with the right person. I've seen my best friend fall in love at least three times, but none of those love, loves have translated into marriage. He tells people that he's trying to stay patient and choose the right one. Four months ago, Akil started dating Corinne. I like Corinne, but her and my best friend aren't a match. Akil wants at least two kids and Corinne wants to remain momless. Akil wants a traditional monogamous marriage. Corinne has always been vocal about her swinger and polyamory relationships and doesn't see that changing permanently. Pre-COVID, Akil never sat still. He was always traveling. Corinne is a homebody that doesn't like to leave Maryland. Disregarding all these signs, Akil asked for me to help plan a grand proposal for Corinne next month. From my perspective, Akil settling to be with Corinne because he feels that he should be married with kids and his parents' pressure isn't helping the situation. I'm going to say something to, to Akil about it, but because that's the kind of friend that I am, but I just don't know how much to say or what. What do you all think? Look at the puckered faces. <laughs> that is a disaster waiting to happen because I don't think when some people, when they think about their marriage, I guess, especially in this in this case, it seems as though he's thinking about the check marks. Like we've had on no class, we've had a lot of relationships about, I mean, sorry, conversations about unconventional relationships, not even just the conversations, the relationships period. And um, it just seems as though they're on two different paths and Akil is the guy, correct? Akil is the one that's gonna propose. Akil's the Aaron is the one who is the best friend. Okay, got you. Akil. So Akil is seeming like this person has some fantasy or some alternate reality that they would be interested in pushing their partner in if they were being married. And it just doesn't seem like um, it would be a good fit long term longer than five years until everybody is just super frustrated and been like, well, I wanted children. You didn't give me children. I never wanted children. Like I could clearly see that argument happening or I would like to open our marriage, but I would love to be remain, remain monogamous, blah, blah, blah. So those are, those are short-term wins when 
Akilah's thinking about the marriage right now versus the long-term gains of what, or the long-term losses of what could potentially happen if them not being compatible were to move forward in a relationship that ends in marriage or that starts in marriage, honestly. Because when you you take on those vows and then you sign those contracts, <laughs> that's mm. when the things really start. So, yeah. I might, I might be reading into this a little bit or maybe maybe there was some indication of this sort given initially, but does Aaron have feelings for Akil? Because it's feeling a little like... Oh she might be interested in him because otherwise, you know, if she knows these things about Corinne, clearly he knows these things about Corinne, but he asked her, his friend Aaron, to help with the proposal. She can definitely, you know, tell him how she feels, but to a degree, it kind of seems like, I don't know, maybe she's projecting on what she thinks he wants or should have while not fully taking into consideration his viewpoint on this like i don't recall really getting his his viewpoint i mean and i know it's hard for her to try to give that but i didn't even hear an attempt at it you know uh just because people say certain things doesn't necessarily mean that's the way they feel like as far as the kids and not kids or homebody polyamory maybe maybe aaron doesn't have the full story i think it's a great idea for her to definitely talk to her friend meaningfully like you know try to figure out or get an idea of how he really feels about this young woman but mm -hmm, to a degree i feel like she could be projecting hmm. Hmm. um yeah i'm thinking about the question in their friendship and the what conversations have y'all had before this you know what i mean like if aaron is saying and by the way, I don't know if Aaron is, Aaron can sometimes identify as women or men. Um, so I don't know what it is in this situation. But um, if you have been seeing these signs, Aaron, what kind of conversations have you been having along the way to kind of get a temperature? And so like, are you one of those people that are like, oh, I'm just gonna wait until now it's time to propose. And it's like, well, now we need to have a conversation. So I kind of feel like if you've been wondering this all this time, then you should know enough and that should kind of guide what you are going to do. Are you disregarding all the things, the conversations y'all had before? Um, and then I wonder too, thinking about their friendship, if it is a, um, it sounds like there has always been kind of like this tension between the Caribbean traditions and the family and then the friend. And so is this more of a battle of like, I'm choosing what my parents want me to do. You're thinking that Akil is choosing what the parents wants to do versus choosing the American way of doing it. And so is that even not even about Akil at all? And is it about like you and it seems like this tension that you've had with his, his family? Um, because uh, Aaron did say that, you know, the parents influenced the Caribbean culture and Aaron and others influenced American culture. So there's still a, uh, influencing or uh, putting your hand on it so mm -hmm. yeah um that's a lot to battle with and how does the best friend have a conversation to be like you know like i mean i'm just thinking about it in terms of if i were in that situation with any one of my friends like like um i know a lot of people who are nigerian one of my friends is nigerian and her husband's Nigerian and they had a traditional Nigerian 
wedding and things like that. Um, but that was something that she wanted. And if it was something that went against the, um, the characterization that I know, her personality that I know of her as an American woman, then what, like, I don't know what I would say as her friend, because if she would be stuck on the idea of going in tradition with her family, and there's like a certain lineage that her family might want to have. There are certain traditions that are practiced in the Nigerian community, things like that. And some things must, some things must be held on to. Um, I, I, like, how could I even step in to say anything about that when I have no idea of, you know, their family lineage, what it means to them, um, what it means for her or her parents or anything, you know, so. Yeah, because maybe, maybe Akira was not looking for this Western ideal of love. Maybe he's just looking for a partner to help build his home with, although Absolutely. with the differences and ideas about kids, that, that might not entirely be it. But who knows, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like until you really get, like, if I was to bring that subject up, I'd be like, so this is the one, huh? And then from there, I'd be like, so what do you think about this or this? Like, how do you feel like you would deal with these things in the future that are currently presenting themselves now? Um, but I would definitely try to come from a supportive standpoint because a lot of times people already have enough people trying to come at them and give them like advice saying you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. But sometimes a friend just needs somebody to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like then, your, like, be okay. curious. What yeah. about this? Now this, like, I like that. And I also can see myself in Aaron in a way that I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure that's how Aaron is looking at it. But sometimes I poke and ask questions with my friends because I'm like, I'm going to be here and support you. But I have to try to figure out, even if you're not looking, the bumps that may be in the road and the ways that I may have to support you. So even if you don't want to see it, you don't want to look at it, I'm like, mm, this is a sign, this is a sign, this is a sign. So I can kind of like wrap my brain around it. So if it comes from left field from you, it's like, well, you know, I'm here for you. I support you. But like, I'm trying to do my best to also protect it without crossing the line and imposing too. So. And that's, that is the balance that needs to be struck. Like, you know, inquire, but also be trying to help your friend. <laughs> Don't make it about what you think or what, how right. you feel. Right, right. Because that is limited, like your your knowledge and everything in their relationship, like you pointed out, Jordan, like they, these people are only going to tell you so much anyway. Like you don't know the ins and outs, the secrets, the changes in um, perception, the changes in direction that they've been dealing with or going through or talking about either. So um, it's definitely great to be curious and inquisitive, but at the same time, you gotta, you kind of got to know your lane on that one too, which it is kind of, it is making me think about their friendship more so. Um, I mean, you did point out, Jordan, that there might be a projection because there might be some liking going on that is not talked about in their friendship. Um, but I think us as friends, sometimes we have to be very mindful, like, I know a few friends or family members that I have and their friends are in marriages or relationships that are not ideal um, for my friend or my family, but they're choosing to support their friend in whatever capacity they can with their spouse. And, you know, it's like looking at that, I'm like, 
I think you're being a good friend because regardless of the way you feel about it or the way the, the mentality you have about the way a marriage looks in your relationship, you're not going to put that on anybody else. So. Yeah, we are all uniquely different people with unique viewpoints and feelings, experiences. So no two people have the same, the exact same ideas about things. You just can't, you just damn yeah. can't. And you know, it's interesting to do the, uh, the advice um, situation too, because there are so many factors that we are not privy to. We don't know all the things that line up and go with it. Um, so people who reach out to get advice and stuff like you can only go off so much. So yeah. I hope our answers don't seem super uneducated, but there is a, there is an ignorance that we have because we don't know all the facets that go into it. We don't even know some of the genders for some of these people too. And I'm not saying that that plays a huge factor, but it plays some factor because we kind of got to figure out what's going on. Um, even if people are non-conforming, you know, um, with that, but cause there are societal things that go along with it as well. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, you thought when you talked about the advice thing, I was curious to know who would step up and have a question and would like advice about certain things, because I see people going on like different shows or getting advice or like asking different podcasts that I listen to and you can only go off but so much or assume mm -hmm. so much so yeah like even this one y'all been friends since 10th grade so I'm really curious about what other like if it's not this conversation what other hard conversations have y'all had like mm -hmm. there's there's had to have been other ones and it's like how did you kind of figure out you know how to navigate those was a kill open to that is a kill one of those people that it, like gets very defensive like i would like to know more of those kind of things but again to like what y'all are saying like do it in the natural way that y'all usually do it you don't have to make a like we need to talk about this thing and make it weird <laughs> i was just thinking about that in that episode of that man when he was never mind wait what oh, nothing nope <laughs> somebody intervention somebody <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I hope I got a friend like Aaron in my life who, you know, cares enough to send this inquiry in and want to get greater clarity to try to help me out. So good looks, Aaron. You got a friend. I'll be questioning stuff up and down. What are you talking I, about? I know, but do you ever write into the uh to know class and ask them how you should handle certain things in that friendship or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You got that. No, that was the blandest yeah ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Uh, well, this was great. Um, classmates, if you are listening and you're like, oh, no, they should have gave this piece of advice. I, I think know. This, or they should have asked this. Send it to us. We want to see it. I and know. I was supposed to be giving out bad advice. I hope I, I hope I did some good stuff, though. Oh, choose one of them and give bad advice. Choose one of them and give some bad advice. Let's hear um, it. Oh, you gonna put, pick Bushy? Go ahead and pick Bushy. I know you are. No, I hold even... on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't believe in that. I, I'm, I'm team. I'm team conversation over here. Like, um, huh? I don't know. I can't even give bad advice. Oh, you know what? Huh? I'll do it on the last one because that's the one I remember the most recent, anyway. Um. <laughs> 
I would say to Aaron, I'll be like, you need to tell your friend to call that off and shut up. Stop saying that you're about to get married to this person because it's not going to work, okay? And just be like, look, I'm going to have to find you somebody else because clearly Celeste or whatever the girl's name is, Coriander, I don't know her name. Corinne. I don't know. Word. Celeste. Whatever her name is. Word. Whatever her name is, okay? Oh. This ain't what you want, all right? Yeah. Saying what the fuck you want, <laughs> and, and 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 it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine, but you just gotta find what you want because guess what? This ain't it. Even your bad advice is kind of good advice because oh, yeah, oh no, you did it. Okay, let me go. Let me go. So <laughs> here's my bad advice for you: Don't have the conversation yet. Help with the proposal. Wait until marriage day when they say, "Does anybody have any objections?" Well, stand up. <laughs> And you let them know the list of reasons why they should not be together. That's you know what? You about to pull a Dwayne, Byron, and Whitley out this mug, baby. baby please, <laughs> terrible. But, that, but the black community loves that. Yeah, we do. As long as you ain't in the wedding, it's all good. You, as long right. as you're not the one getting married, as long as you ain't Byron or his friends. Absolutely. As long as I'm sitting in the audience, holding my holding my mouth in shock and and the phone and eating my eat my church mints. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Do <laughs> you want to give bad advice on any of them? My bad advice would be... What was the first one again? The first one? The first one was the Trump sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, my, my advice on that is to go in guns blazing. Like, <laughs> you support this BS? You like kids in cages? Huh? You into that kind of thing? You want the rich to get richer while the poor get poor? You Like, just go off. Don't even... Yeah. Don't go into it politically or, you know, um, what is it, de- democratically, whatever. Uh, just just go crazy. Just go ham, because this is a kind of a big thing. That's not ain't funny. <laughs> yeah, my advice for that one would be spray paint over it and put Black Lives Matter. But you know what? <laughs> no, don't even do that. Just put the sign up next to it, because the white people, it's the, it's the, see, I'm back in the conspiracy head. It's the white people who be putting the Black Lives Matter spray painted over top of stuff, okay? Yeah. We know y'all be vandalizing. We don't do that. Ain't nobody got time. We ain't got time for that. We just know, like, we don't go near that house. Okay. They, they racist up in there. <laughs> My bad advice is to take a picture of it and then during y'all's next meeting, show it on the Zoom. <laughs> And be like, y'all know who house this is? You're getting fired. That's, that's great advice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if the supervisor feel any kind of shame, then bail. You did you yeah. did what you're supposed to do. You did do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Se- secret out. Bad advice on the bush. Mm. Um shave it while he sleep. <laughs> How are you supposed to do that? What you gonna get them drunk? Nah, well, I sleep pretty hard, so I probably melatonin. <laughs> exactly, give them a little melatonin and some cocktail. Ooh, I'm gonna drunk some. And then put it on them good. <laughs> also, and then while he passed out. <laughs> okay. Or you could you could get some of that pubic lice and plant it in his pubes and make him shave it itself. Oh. What if you don't say nothing it. after like three weeks of itching, though? Oh, you itchy hoe. I already know. 
already know then, you itchy. Then you nasty. Then your marriage has exploded. Exactly, because you is nasty. All right. You tried to keep pubic lights from me for three weeks that I planted <laughs> on you. You know, we crazy together. Wow. All bad. I can't top did, that one. We should have did bad advice. This is some real Charlemagne level advice. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best from no class. <laughs> Okay, that was fun. Uh, thank you so much, classmates, for tuning in to that portion. We had a ball with that. So Yes. And now it is time for the homework portion. Classmates, classmates, get out your pins and papers. Get ready to take down your homework. So do we all have any homework? I have something. But do my other substitute teacher and co-hosts have anything before I enter the room? Indeed, I do. Indeed. All righty. Um, so this is going back to, we're going to continue to thread this because it's just election season. Um, but you know, we had the episode with Franco where we were talking about not Republican, not Democrat. And then we were also talking about some more work and education that people need to do around voting and not to just vote. And so on Netflix, the show explain that also often has a topic. They explain it. I think I had plugged them before for an episode on, um, explaining they did contraception they did something else that was all like around sex education they've done explaining around like housing and things they have like a three-part on um pretty much elections and so they have it on one is focused on the cost of campaigns and why basically you have to be rich to be able to run and how much it costs for that um there's another one on redistricting and how that works to the advantage and disadvantage of some political parties um, and then also with the um, Electoral College. So I would recommend that you watch that to learn a little bit more of it. It breaks it down in a very digestible way if you are just entering um, and trying to learn about that. So that is my plug. And then, oh, I have a song. My song that I wanted to recommend as I keep doing this and trying to stall. Is it Ty Dolla Signs featuring album? I know you love it. So I did not know something like that existed, and that is a crime. Yeah, it came out. I need out. that in my life. Absolutely. You do. You do need it in your life. I could play some. No, no. Nobody I, needs that. Did we distract you? I thought you were looking for a featuring. I am. The featuring am. album oh. by Ty Dolla Sign. That's what you were looking for, right? Yeah, I'm over you, yo. <laughs> um, you a Ty hater. <laughs> Ty hater. Ty. <laughs> Don, you see him? You know mm-hmm. hater over here. So I'm my two impressed. songs are Exit by Sebastian McKell and Isolation by Eric Ballinger that I suggest that you look up and Ooh, new Eric Ballinger? Right. I like Eric. <laughs> and Ty. Same with his married married music. Yes. I know it do be married as shit. I love it. Hella married, but I'm like, okay. That's but cool. he be like freaky married. Like, ooh, I just want to suck something off my, my wife. Poops, right? Yeah, like, oh, I love you. Like, it's cute. <laughs> I love that for them. Do you have anything, Jordan? I do. As of this weekend, I became aware of a website called, uh, for all of the Maryland listeners of No Class, it's called mdelect.net. And uh, you can go to this website, type in your address, and find out exactly who your elected officials are for where you live. Um, uh, in addition to being aware of this, you know, 
I think it's about time that we start reaching out to our elected officials, writing to them about the things that are important to us, um, and just establishing that regular communication. See what kind of person your elected official is. If you don't like it, then you know what you got to do. So uh, I'm encouraging everyone for the homework to become more involved as we gear up toward election season. Well, it's almost here. It's upon us. So Yeah, it's tomorrow, basically. <laughs> Essentially. Y'all got to go vote in an hour. So Yeah. <laughs> basically um you know i don't know if this episode is going to be out before election season though honestly i think it's going to be out before we i mean right after we elect someone because it's that wednesday and that we vote that tuesday we probably won't know the results still anyway (laughs) so um now that you all have the results from the election Just kidding. Um, but no, <laughs> there is this game that I came across. Um, you know, this episode was dedicated to giving unsolicited advice to strangers. And more so, um, some, some of us are thinking about the people in our lives, but I, come, I came across this game. I actually got put on by um, listening to this podcast called The Friend Zone. I'm sure a few people listen to it, but it is one of my favorite podcasts. and um Fran was talking about what well she's one of the hosts she was talking about her watching these channels like The Cut, Jubilee. Um I also watch those channels on YouTube because I feel like they have some amazing conversations on there and they allow people to really get into like different characterizations like I think they've had one about people being like Republicans and Democrats or like Trump supporters and things like that too. So it's really interesting to see um, what questions are asked and how people respond and the depth of the, the human being based on those answers. But they have at-home card versions of some of the questions they ask, and I got the friendship edition. Oh. So this card game is called The And. So it's just common spelling, The And. And um, it was on the Skin Deep, the Skin Deep's website, So I'm going to read a couple of the questions, but it's a lot of questions and exactly they're juicy. Now, if you have a friend that you're, you don't want to offer unsolicited advice to, or wait, sorry, if you have a friend that you do want to give unsolicited advice to, but like you need a reason for them to solicit your advice, that is the card game for you. That's what Aaron and the kill needed. Aaron and the kill needed it. So one of the questions that I'm reading is, what is something you are sexually attracted to that also that you are also afraid of? Deep. Ooh. Deep. Sexually okay. attracted to but afraid of? Uh-huh. It's a few car it's a few questions. Another one is what's your secret fear? What's your secret fear when it comes to finances? Oh, I know. Another right. one is, oh wait. Another one is what are you going to take away from this conversation? So it's a few, like very in-depth conversation. Can we do a whole episode playing this game? Ooh, here's That's one. Awesome. When was our toughest moment together? That's Ooh. right. Ooh. Snap that baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to play this. Yeah. So they have some really great questions. And you know, if you got a friend that you're you're trying to get to know more, especially because we're in quarantine. Like, we ain't got nothing to do. It's getting colder. Like, <laughs> y'all gotta stay y'all ass at home. Um, 
you might as well do this with a group of your friends get on the zoom or you know if you are socially distant you can have like a little socially distant get together and you can ask these questions i was asking one of my friends because i thought it would be a great gift for um a, a bride's it's like a bridal shower gift because they have uh. couples um they have it for friends they have it for family so these are really good questions to ask it's 199 questions so like you never know what you're gonna get mm. but yeah that is my homework it's from theskindeep.com so you can go to www.theskindeep.com slash shop and they have their series of the and games so yeah very cool yes you want to play jordan i do we'll play we'll play (laughs) so thank you all for coming to join us on our episode of no class podcast um jordan can you please plug your social media for all our guests you can find me at j c n t e r n a t i o n a l j c international how y'all doing not not the dawn as people know. no no you will not you will not find me there i don't know who you'll find be careful not <laughs> <laughs> be careful party b voice yeah. right. be careful be careful me anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so if you are looking for more of no class you can find us as no class podcast on soundcloud apple podcast google Podcasts, facebook instagram we are on twitter as no underscore class podcast we're on tumblr no dash class podcast gmail please if you have any questions you want to be a guest on our show you want to send us any feedback you want to send us some of your unsolicited advice on our show you can contact us at no dot class podcast at gmail.com common spelling for all okay now we would love for you if you're listening on itunes please rate us give us some stars give us some comments and feedback we love to know what you guys think of our segments and what you think of our podcast um we're always willing to improve that's not unsolicited advice well some of it anyway um also we're accepting donations per usual you know the drill go to our link tree page on our instagram our facebook our twitter and connect with us um but also click that donation page and give us some money because we we out here okay it's not in that collection plate supply and demand all right so (laughs) (laughs) but yes um any lasting words go forth and do good give everybody bad advice every chance you can yes bump uglies with the bush bush Anyway, y'all stay melanated, hydrated, and glowed up, and we'll see y'all next time.